I work in radio, mm. so I just spend a lot of time listening to music. Okay. I do like creative producing on the side. Mm. So like right now I'm like develop developing a short story with my really good friend and creative partner Denicia. Shout mm. out to her. Mm. Shout out K Skin. Um, I'm gonna do a lot of shout outs. Yeah. I'll be shouting out my people. I love yeah. my friends. You love should love your friends. Exactly. Anyway. <laughs> we are developing a short story for a short film we wanna make. When I'm like creating things, like I feel just like free, but also like there there's a lot of pressure like internally and externally, but I don't really feel like I'm doing work. Mm. Like I feel like I'm like exploring my life and the way I see life and just like it feels very philosophical. Hello and welcome back guys to Let's Chat with Carter. My name is Noah Carter. I am here with... Oh, my name is Donye. <laughs> well, I'm from East Oakland, mm -hmm. from dumbass East Oakland. People from East Oakland will understand that. And I found my way here very like indirectly. Mm -hmm. I started off in Oregon, mm -hmm. studying God knows what. Honestly, just severely depressed. Mm. And then I found my way to San Diego and I was living there for two years. I went to community college there. I was studying like global studies, which is like poli-sci, yeah. sociology, anthropology, Spanish. Mm -hmm. That's how I got to Spain. And then I started doing photography and I was abroad and I got back to like San Diego. Mm -hmm. And I was with my friends and we were just like out or whatever. One of my friends go to USC. It's actually your shirt, it's Valley Girls. Kaylee, I love you. <laughs> so she was at USC at the time and she was like, you should go to film school because we were talking about mm. like some TV show. Mm. She was like, you sound like a classmate that I would like be at school with. Yeah. I was like, okay. <laughs> and I just went to film school and it was like, no, like, I didn't really have like a goal uh -huh. at the time. Yeah. I had no like map. I just wanted to get to UCLA. Yeah. That was like it. Really? Yeah. Because, mind you, at this time, I'm, like, when I was in high school, like, my senior year, I got hit with so much depression. Like, uh -huh. I started experiencing depression very, like, I remember, like, sitting in an environment like this with friends, mm -hmm. and it was just, like, like, something clicked off for me, and I was just, like, I'm so, like, unhappy. Really? Yeah. Like, it was, like, it wasn't even, like... Like I could like, I recall the exact time and day when it happened. And that was kind of like how I was living for like three years. So when I was like in San Diego, I, I had like my roommates and like, but going to community college is like hard to kind of make friends. So at yeah. least for me, it was hard to make friends. I don't, I'm not really the type, I can be very like independent mm. and like it will, I've gotten better at it. But mm. like for me to like go out of my like shell or bubble to like talk to people, just because I'm like trying to make friends, like I'm not gonna do that. Yeah. I'm, so I'm here for school, I'm doing my school, and like at the community college, a lot of people are like, people got kids. Yeah. Other people are like 19, mm. talking about James Charles, wearing James Charles brand, no shade, but like, I'm not your sister, like, yeah. no. So it was like hard for me to be in that space and try to make friends, so I was honestly just like writing poetry. Mm. I would oh. go write poems, I would go like explore San Diego, mm. That's good to know because I just started going to San Diego. Well, I was born in San Diego, but I think I started venturing out again. Mm -hmm. Like I went out for my 19th birthday as well as my 23rd, well, yeah, 23rd birthday. And that's when I really started to explore San Diego. Yeah. I like it. 
Yeah, I think it could use. Um, Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <More. laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like the area. <laughs> but I enjoy like the nature aspect of San Diego and all like, you know. You said you were born there? Yeah. And then where did you end up afterwards? Mm -hmm. Um so basically I was born in San Diego and I think why did we move? We moved because my mom had like a job opportunity, I think in where it wasn't in Paris, California yet. It was like somewhere we moved to the ie basically that's where i like ended up right, right, right. Um, throughout then my mom got married moved to corona then like went to fontana after that hey that's yeah. how i used to be yeah oh really yeah. wow so you've been all over that's very interesting well like my like when i was like five oh, my, okay like, grandparents had a house in fontana oh, okay so that's yeah. where i like spend my summer oh yeah it's completely different now it's completely different yeah. and it's like it didn't even feel like la like it doesn't feel like la at all mm. it feels like Fontana. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. LA and Fontana, like the IE in general versus LA is very different. Yeah. Um, even places in LA are very different from each other, literally, if you walk down the block. Man. So, yeah. That's true. Yeah, so. Yeah, but that was a little bit about me. But regarding, like, I guess more into your background. Yeah. Um, with, because what would you say you are at now? What would you like categorize and what are you pursuing currently? Right now, um, I work. In radio mm. so I just spend a lot of time listening to music I do like creative producing on the side mm. so like right now I'm like develop developing a short story with my really good friend and creative partner Tunisia shout mm. out to her mm. shout out K skin um, I'm gonna do a lot of shout outs yeah. I'll be shouting out my people I love yeah. my friends you love should love that. your friends exactly. anyway <laughs> we are developing a short story for a short film we want to make when I'm like creating things like I feel just like free but also like there, there's a lot of pressure like internally and externally but I don't really feel like I'm doing work mm. like I feel like I'm like exploring my life and the way I see life and just like it feels very philosophical mm -hmm. so like I like making images I like making videos I like doing like collage pieces that kind of like question the state of things and is that for radio for like that or is that hmm. just your own thing that's me okay that's my identity okay for radio i honestly got that job through my <laughs> my friend no i got that job through my ex oh um and his yeah. mom oh so it's kind of triggering mm. showing up every day <laughs> but oh are they still present there or who no they've oh, okay. never worked there oh, okay but okay. like it's just like a memory, like. Yeah, I get you, know? you. I get you. So with that, like, obviously, that's your like, you know, it pays the bills. But like, mm -hmm. of what you want to do, like. Yeah. So, oh, what I want to yeah. do. Yeah. Uh, like every day, I think yeah. I want to. I recently like wrote down my five-year plan. So like, okay, I want yeah. to work at a gallery, mm. being a gallerist, like, doing like art brokerage and like just kind of like using space to mm. uplift and like promote art because mm -hmm. I think art is just like so important mm. and I want to have like a short film already like in five years like have my short film my first one done and mm. then be in production for my feature film that right. would be like my debut like mm. I wrote it I directed it I like produced it very little mm, yeah. <laughs> and like hired producing partners. That's like my thing. So what exactly to make sure I get knowledge of like the difference between a short film and like a, like, you know, a major a film, like mm -hmm. what would you, what would you categorize as a short film? A short film is going to be different 
one in length, uh -huh, and then in terms of the screenplay. Like okay. the screenplay is going to be significantly shorter. It's going to be significantly less acts. Mm -hmm. uh, a whole feature film, and then just budget. Yeah. <laughs> Everything else is a budget. Yeah. Because, I mean, it still takes like, mm, it really depends. Like when I shot my short short, it's like, it's kind of long for like a short short because yeah. it's 16 minutes. Okay. But our budget was, there's like micro, low, medium, high Hollywood. Mm. Our shit was like under micro. Like mm. it was like $1,200. That's like nothing. Yeah. But if you like are getting paid like twelve hundred dollars, you know, that's like okay, like I can pay my bills. Exactly. For movies, that shit is nothing. Yeah. It takes so much to make a movie. Yeah. That's and why it, huh. Was that through your program or something or something like Well, I was at Long Beach and oh, okay. I had the opportunity to take or I had the choice to take uh like production management type of like elective or do like independent study. And I found out the last day we had to like enroll in classes, so I went out, I shot like an email to my professor, like I just want to do like an independent study and I just want to make a film. Mm. And they were like, well, what's your film about? They said, what's your film about? Does it have guns? Does it involve kids? And mm. I said, no, 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 no. <laughs> and I shot her the log line and she was like, okay, I'll do it. Yeah. And then I just like full fledged that? sent it. Yeah, there you go. That's, that's, a, that's a move. So like what got you into that? What got you into like film and oh. producing? You know, I just like, it's it's funny, like I just kind of started doing it. Like yeah. I didn't really like plan on being a filmmaker. Mm. I mean, when I look back on it, like I used to, in Fontana, just sit in my, <clears throat> my I come from a huge family. Mm. My grandparents had like 16, 17 kids. Oh. Like, too many kids. Yeah. <laughs> my grandfather was a deacon. <laughs> I felt that on my spirit. My grandfather was a deacon, so I would just sit in his like office with him, and he would just watch like old black and white cinema, oh. and it was just like so romantic. Oh. <laughs> like I think movies really romanticize life, and I think it's just like fun to like you know when you like. What do you do? What do you mean? Like what do you do for work? Oh, I do digital marketing. Yeah. How's that? So that pays, I mean, it pays what it pays, but personally, I feel like I'm not at exactly the stage I want to be at. Yeah. Um, of what I want to be at, I think it'll be like great, great, but right now it's just giving content creation and things of that nature and like helping other people out until I start my own thing. Yeah. Then I feel like I'll be where I want to be. Your own thing. like your My own, like my own agency and my own, like being able to, because right now I take on clients yeah, and it's basically to help them with what they're doing. Yeah. But I think I want to have something to like go into my own vision and imagery on like being able to, I guess, just create an agency for myself. Yeah. Like you want, oh, cool. Mm -hmm. So like, who do you mostly work with right now? So as of right now, I've worked with like small startup companies who need like content creation for like podcasts as well as like, I would say a lot more. I haven't worked in tech yet, but I've done like things for like, pro, like cosmetic brands as well as like just a lot of influencer. Right now I'm doing a lot of influencer and brand work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And don't even know how I got into that. But yeah, that, <laughs> that happened. I swear with that field, you can just land into anything. It's ridiculous. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so imagine like coming home after doing that all day, mm 
and you <laughs> pop on a show or a movie, it's like, mm. I don't know, it's just like fucking bliss. Like you can like escape the mm-hmm. reality of that. Mm-hmm. So that's why I appreciate entertainment so much. And mm. that's why I think representation in entertainment is so important. Mm. And that's why I think we need to pay these goddamn writers. So on that topic, with representation in film, right? we can get into like, what do you think? Well, obviously the representation isn't, I mean, I think it's getting better now, but over the years, obviously there's been a lack of representation. Do you feel like we're making good strides currently? Uh, <laughs> I say yes, mm. but that's also very like relative. Because mm. um, compared to what, like them being in blackface, you know what I'm saying? Compared mm. to like to the 2000s where it was still like white stories, but it was like black people. Like I think the best, and like, I mean, because I'm black, so mm. it's hard for me to like talk about, I guess, Latino representation or even mm. indigenous representation. Although I've seen a lot more indigenous representation, I would say from my perspective. So mm. that's been nice to mm-hmm. see. Um, like Blue Beetle, that's completely different, but Blue Beetle was the first like Latino lead in a, in a yes. D, for a DC film. Mm-hmm. And so when you hear shit like that, it's kind of like, like yay, but also like, what do you mean? Like why did it why does it take you why does it take decades to literally be like oh we're gonna put a Latino in this movie mm-hmm. the character is fucking Latino of course it of course like of course you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. but they they could have whitewashed the movie mm-hmm. easily mm-hmm. and it would have been like no I'm not gonna say no one would have had a problem with it would have been like some articles and some questions mm-hmm. and then would have been a PR statement mm-hmm. and the movie would have gotten its money like. With the shit with Little Mermaid, that that'd be the problem. You can make a leap <laughs> to <laughs> to include people and to have diversity in your content, and the people who have to pay or that you want the audience to pay to come see the movie would be like, why is this black being the the white mermaid that we have grown up with? Mm-hmm. What is the anger? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. what is the hostility? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's something like in our society that is so ingrained to seeing white faces and white characters lead fantasy stories or like lead any type of uh ensemble cast or just anything that's supposed to be receiving this high budget and high acclaim is dominated mm-hmm. by like, whiteness and it boggles my mind i think for i mean i kind of get why obviously with power and like who controls the media and all that type of stuff so that's where i think i would like to get more into Mm. like because i think as we're seeing people of people of color starting getting into certain positions in like movie roles or like being in the behind the scenes work i think i start to see um different films taking place yeah as well as like obviously because with certain filmmakers, if they're like specifically white or if they're like a person who's outside of that race trying to tell the story, it really doesn't work. Right. But I think what we see a lot more is like the conversation of hiring people of that background yeah. to help produce the, the movie to make sure like representation is actually key. So I think we're working through different things. Um, I don't necessarily, it's hard to tell someone who doesn't understand or has any connection to that background what they're doing wrong because I don't think they can truly understand or grasp what is lacking because they never have lacked it in yeah. a way. Yeah. Um, so I think we're getting into that conversation and ground. 
but it, as you said, it is it's taken longer than it's needed to, but I guess it is what it is. I mean, it is what it is, but it's also very, it's just so bleak. Like, mm. it's just like, I'm so tired of the like, the first, like this is the first. It's just like, God, like, like I was the first black, queer, I'm bisexual. Mm. I was the first black, queer, black bisexual person to make a short film at my school. Mm. I didn't even know that. My teacher told me that. I wasn't even there. Like we had our screening for the short films and mine got, was screened mm. and I didn't go. I think I have work and I also didn't want to go. Mm. Sorry. I sent my producer to go mm. um, and she had to like speak or whatever. And our professor was like, Donna is the first black queer person at this school to produce mm -hmm. and direct a film in this program. I was gagged. I go to Long Beach State. Mm. Long Beach. There's, I'm not really familiar with Long Beach. What's the demographics? There's hella black people. Okay, yeah. But also, like, it's just like, what do you mean? Like, what do you mean? This program is supposed to be for, like, <laughs> like, we're in California. Like, I don't know. It just confuses me, like, that I would be the first black queer person to make mm -hmm. a film in a program that's been around since Steven Spielberg, before Steven Spielberg. Mm. How? It's just But we have moment. to like celebrate that. Yeah. And I'm getting tired of celebrating like crumbs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get what you mean. It's hard. It kind of is what it is. It's kind of, it is crazy. Like a lot of people don't think about it. Like I think to be like from your perspective to be a black person a black bisexual man in this world and i even have realized that having to be told that uh -huh. and like you have to think about the people who don't even fall in that category not even realizing it i don't think a lot of people think about things until it's like mm -hmm. in their face you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying mm -hmm. um so i think that's part of the process and i think with entertainment is that we are having these conversations but we're just having the conversation. Well, we're not even having the conversation sometimes. Like, I think people are just like, you're told it and people don't really grasp it. And they're like, oh, you know, you're just kind of complaining or whatever. Um, rather than actually finding, like trying to understand the problem or the take that someone's having mm. and addressing that and furthering, you know, progressiveness or whatnot. But yeah, that's what I do find in film. I don't know if that's what you, do you find that in short films too? Like hmm. the short film stories? What? Like, because obviously, Short film versus like big blockbuster movie, that's a whole different level. We mm -hmm. rarely see that in blockbusters. Mm -hmm. But I think what we're seeing right now is like in like short films as well as like um, other projects with other um, studios. Like for example, I think HBO Max and Amazon are big, I don't know what they would be considered, but big networks that produce films that are not what we're used to seeing. Like I know Netflix, like until Netflix did the, started producing a lot of like European films as well as like just other country films. I think mm -hmm. a lot of like Americans were introduced to other countries doing films Thank and God. seeing the difference in society. Yeah. Americans um, have to read subtitles and lost. Exactly, mind. exactly. <laughs> like I think Netflix was the first or that I saw doing that. Uh -huh. And I think a lot of, a lot more people have like got on that train or bandwagon, but I think that and that in itself yeah. has introduced us to a whole different thing where I think other films are doing that. For HBO, I've seen more representation, like black representation. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you heard of like Tubi, I think it's called. <laughs> Tubi 
Is it Tubi? It is. Yeah. I'm just laughing at the that I've seen from that yeah, streaming platform. Exactly. It has its problems as well, but like it has the most black representation I've seen like in movies or whatnot. I don't mm-hmm. think it's like the proper representation. No. Um, exactly. I don't think it's the proper representation, but you know, it's somewhere. But in that space, I definitely recognize that. How do you feel with that? Um, I think that's a really good point. I mean, you definitely do see a lot more color in that landscape when it's on a streaming service because they can be like, well, we need to diversify our portfolio. Like, you can't have, like, six different shows that remind you of Friends. We're not going to make no money. Like, we need to have three, maybe three to four shows that remind you of Friends and two to five shows that remind you of Insecure. And then, like... What I'm seeing now, though, on a lot of streaming services is putting short films on there, like, to go back to your earlier question. So that's great for, like, independent filmmakers that need to get their work seen. It's very hard to get your movie bought and sold and distributed. And that's why it's good that streaming services cater to short filmmakers and, like, put their work on their site. Like, Hulu does, HBO does. I've seen horrible fucking movies on Amazon Prime, mm-hmm. but at least they're there, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> at least they have something. So yeah. yeah, like I'm seeing a lot more color, but like it's hard to address, okay, yay. <laughs> oh my God, this conversation's gonna take a toll on me. It's just hard to address like, yay, we have the representation, but now y'all are talking about putting people in boxes mm. to digitize them, to make them like into this forever omnipresent background character that you don't have to pay you just got to pay them once as Wait, an ai what, what exactly are you talking about like having actors within like present and because of ai yeah yeah yeah. Oh, they're like okay. literally doing that that's what they're crafting but also just like residuals like uh, on that's streaming the big thing right yeah now. i know like, like that's a big money, thing yeah. i mean it's just like okay cool we have we have everyone on the on the race card when we fill out our w2 we have everyone in the category mm. on the screen great mm. Who, why, but why is the pay scale so, like, Mm. disproportioned? Mm. Mm. And then we get into equity. Mm -hmm. And it's so inequitable. Entertainment is so inequitable. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like a lot of our discussion has been about on-screen representation. Let me tell you something. When you're working a set, have you worked a lot of sets? Mm Mm-mm. I've only been, like, on YouTube sets, if anything. Oh, like shows? Yeah, like YouTube shorts or whatever, like, you know, like... Like one, I was on Jubilee and everything as Jubilee. Jubilee. Have you heard of Jubilee? Yeah, yeah, Jubilee, yeah. yeah. So basically, like things like that. I would say the behind the scenes. And how was that? That there was not one black person. See? That was <laughs> on behind behind the set. So like yeah. that stuff, I do notice. But um, you're showing up to work. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Like, is there work like in your office? Is there like what's your office space like? I work remote. So yeah. Oh sure. Yeah, I do remote. So with that. I would say, but who I do work with, uh-huh. like when I do like contracts and everything, same thing. It's like, there, I never see, it's, if I, okay, what I tell everyone is this thing, if I see anyone who looks like me, it is usually a black woman who is like lighter skin toned and everything. It's usually the same thing. It's uh-huh. like, I never see someone of my complexion or like just a male, like a black man um, doing what I want to do. 
um, which kind of gets me into more so why I want to do it even more is yeah. to like serve as that person to like help mm -hmm. with representation. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that is something I do notice. And I think a lot of other people don't notice because if they don't fall in that, they're not going to really pay attention to it. True. Mm -hmm. um, that's such a good point. And I think it's hard to like show up to a space like that and not really see anyone that looks like you mm -hmm. and then be like, should I continue to be in this space? Like, mm -hmm. As much as people want to rah rah, like it's so easy, like just be you, da da da, or like whatever, like who cares about that? No, that is such. <laughs> I think that's such cap. Mm -hmm. When you show up to a space and you don't see no one that looks like you, bro, like not even remotely similar, it is so alienating. Mm -hmm. Like you literally feel like an other, mm -hmm. and like the way it, you, huh? It also depends on because me, I think with my background. Um, I'm used to it. Sadly, I am because I grew up around like non-black individuals or like I grew up, but like I'm used to like being a diverse background and being in certain spaces, you would get that. I would have my black people in like certain spaces like BSU or whatever and yeah, doing yeah, yeah. things like that. But in other spaces, like in more academically, like in academic spaces or like with like certain, I would say people who categorize as white sports or yeah, like, yeah. you know, of that nature, I found myself being the other yeah um and that got me comfortable with it do i think that's okay no because yeah. i think i don't think i think people need to stop being in a box i think people need to try different things mm -hmm. um but no, I, same like i went to a public sorry you're good that was a lie i went to a <laughs> private high school so like and it was number two in the country for diversity mm -hmm. so i don't want it to like i show up to a space and everyone's black like mm -hmm. it looks like a set of the whiz mm -hmm. that'd be amazing mm -hmm. right but that's not really like the goal. Mm -hmm. I just don't want everyone to be male and Caucasian. Mm -hmm. That would be nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely <laughs> the thing. And I think that's more so on just like diversity in the place because I think a lot of people say, oh, we have diversity. But do you? Like, do you actually have diversity? Yeah. Like, I think diversity for others is different than diversity for most, most black people because. I think you feel othered in ways that other people don't feel othered. Like, mm -hmm. like even though if I talk to my friends, like if they're Latino and they're in a like predominantly white space, you're othered because like obviously your culture and everything. And especially when I talk to like lighter skinned Latinos, mm -hmm. yes, you are othered. You don't come from the same culture or background and they don't have like this, like certain commonalities to you. But at the same time, you somewhat can blend in. Yeah. Versus me being like dark skin and black skin in a space like that. It's on top of not being culturally there with them, but as well as like looking different mm -hmm. than them. So there's just other different kind of conversations you can have For sure. with that. Have you ever felt othered by other black people? Oh, of course. Right? <laughs> I'm like, of course, being oh, myself. Well, I had yes. It. I literally, in my last, if you ha um, watched it, I did a podcast episode on being, it was called African versus African American. And with oh, that, not God. only did we have differences, like obviously in culture, but <sighs> me personally, <laughs> me personally, I noticed that I found a lot of commonality with a lot of Africans because they were othered in terms of being black because of, you know, where they come from. And you know oh. the whole thing on like, I guess the anti-African like thing. I don't. Really? That shit is far away from my space. Exactly. Do not no. come with yeah. me. I've talked about anti-African or anti like black people do this, like mm. Africans do this. Ooh, okay, great. First of all, why are you talking about your, you're talking about a continent, yeah. love. Where are mm. you from in Africa? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That should be driving me insane. Like, 
Like, I'm black and I've lived in Cali my entire life. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be much different from someone who's black and they've grown up in... The East Coast, for in the general, East Coast. too. Yeah. Like, everywhere, everyone, depending... Even if, like, in Los Angeles, if you're a black person from Malibu compared to a black person in Long Beach, you're going to be completely different completely or Los different. Feliz or whatever. So it's just, like, I think we need to celebrate people's differences rather than, like, just divide and be like, oh, that's not for me. People love dividing, though. Mm -hmm. It's so easy. I think. I guess. I think it's easier than finding commonality in your differences. Like, mm -hmm. I think that takes work. And or being people... like, we're different. Mm -hmm. Nice. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about that. Yeah. And I think that's the whole point in film, getting back on, like, the discussion. But, like, yeah, um, in film, I feel like people don't celebrate diversity in the way that... Because I know my mind is different than other people. I love to see, like... What was the movie that really like struck me that had nothing to do with me personally, but like was just a great win? Like just certain films, like when I think of um, what was that one film that Marvel girl, uh, Miss Marvel, like pe oh like characters my God. like that, like when she was like Pakistani, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and like just like, like all different films. Like when I see something that I usually don't see, I'm like wow, because it's noticeable. You see, it, yeah. it's like a change. It's different. It's like, rich. This one film I'm actually currently on, it's called The Wheel of Time. Um, I've been recently watching that and show? to see, yeah, it's a show. I, I'm literally just like word of mouthing it to everyone right now. <laughs> Cause it's a show where the diversity is strong. Like the majority is not white. Mm -hmm. The, you see not, it's a, uh, uh, when I first watching it, I got into it just by like, you know, I needed something to watch. Um, Cause we're in a drought. We're getting to the drought point a bit. Um, and basically, I started watching it, was like, okay, cool. And then I started picking up, I'm like, oh, wow, there's a lot of POC leads. Like, this mm. is just not very familiar, especially in a show that's really popular right. in Amazon. Usually it's like a niche group, whatever, but it's a show that is relatively popular. I wouldn't say like the mainstream, like everyone's watching it, mm -hmm. but it definitely does have, it's like number one. It's like fantasy. Mm -hmm. It's number one on Amazon. So I started watching it. And I started realizing the people and I started getting investing and I'm like, okay, I want to see who's behind the cameras. Yeah. And I guessed it. I was like, it's going to be some light skinned black chick, you know, mm. um, that is, I literally guessed her to a T. I saw, I was like, yep. I knew it was a black woman. Like, because yeah, I feel like when I see certain sto stories and how it's depicted and how well crafted it is, I know it's like usually a woman. And two, depending on how many POC it is, I know it's a black woman. She's a, um, she's the showrunner. Mm -hmm. What's her name? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm you so bad at that. You gotta figure her name. I'm so bad at that. I've, I'm terrible. No, but I feel you. But... Um, my favorite, one of my favorite films, it's called Losing Ground. It's mm -hmm. by a black woman. Her name is Kathleen Collins. She's mm -hmm. only made like, I think, like three movies. Mm -hmm. I think one short, one other feature, and then. Losing Ground was like her second feature, mm. I believe. I think the first one might have even been like a doc. Mm. I think this might have been her debut. I'm not totally, totally sure. Mm -hmm. But she she made that one movie and then I think she passed away like not mm. too long, like not too long ago. Mm -hmm. um, not too long after that from like cancer. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> when I tell you in terms of like filmmaking skill, that is one of the best movies I have ever seen in my entire life. Mm. And she's like a black, and it's a black woman. That would be a filmmaker I would never learn about in school. Mm. Ever. In school. And she's like, this like, she's writing a movie about a philosopher. 
who's like a, a black philosophy teacher and like it's just like uh, like it's just like such a rich story so I understand exactly what you mean just about like how when I think most of the movies that like I enjoy really like uh, as a whole would probably be made by a woman mm-hmm. no yeah because they have a conversation I think there's a lot of things with that like but like I think on the broader scale, it definitely recognizes that like we are different by like society and how we grow up. So with that, with film and like media, I think it's a big power to like that really shapes the world that we see today. Yeah. Um, so in that, how do you feel about social like social culture, if anything? Like Oh, and, and like its relation to film? Yeah. Oh, well, I just think it's kind of like at the crux of it. I mean, you know, we have music. I think music is, like, if if not the heart of social, like, mm. pop culture, it's, like, one of its biggest things. But I think it really also just depends on what you digest. Mm. You know, like, if you watch, in terms of, like, society and, like, societal culture, if you watch things that are, like, current or, like, hip or, like, the new top trending stuff, mm-hmm you're going to be sending, seeing a lot of the same themes and same actors and same people, mm-hmm. which is why it's really important for us as viewers to seek out stuff that has subtitles mm-hmm. or that's why a filmmaker you don't know mm-hmm. or a show that is literally in a, I already said this, but a, a completely different language or even like watching a random short film, you mm-hmm. know? I think it's really easy to fall into the same trap of, okay, this huge billboard on sunset oh i'm gonna look at that mm-hmm. and it's just like that is the thing about society we're very slow mm-hmm. we don't really like change it's, it can be very jarring mm-hmm. to like erect change in a whole co- in a society's you know culture mm-hmm. just because it's like like even even me i remember i turned 24 right as an example of culture. I turned 24 and I was at work and my boss was like, oh, how old are you? And I was like, oh, I'm 24. He was like, oh, um, he said something like, um, basically like, do you feel different? Or like, how do you feel? Like, basically like we ended up on a, the conversation between being like 21 and being 24. And, oh. That's what my coworker was like, oh, he turned 21 today. Mm. Like, he doesn't have to like worry about a fake or something like that. Mm. And I was like, no, I'm 24. And then my supervisor was like, oh, that's not like that much of a difference to us because we're like 48. And I'm like, well, it's a huge difference. Like I'm 21. When I was 21, what I was around, what I was doing, who I mm. was emotionally was completely different from where I am and I'm 24. Mm-hmm. And they're like, boomers Mm -hmm. so they're just kind of like no yeah like no it's not different so what was the conversation even about like what was it regarding basically like ageism basically Mm. kind of being like where we are older Mm. (laughs) therefore we know Mm. that when you're 24 and when you're 21 you are basically the same and me being the person who had just experienced that, I'm like, no, no that's not, not true. Each year, you're completely different. So imagine those people sitting down at a table in a room, mm-hmm. writing content about us. Exactly. Saying who we are when we're 21 versus when we're 24 mm-hmm. and being like, 
they, they aren't different. And that's the reason why we see like a lot of shows like from off the grip, like of shows that I watched when I was growing up. It's like Teen Wolf, a lot of Vampire Diaries, a lot of people watch those type of shows. That's my shit though. Huh? That's my shit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, like it was, that was, you know, that was great. But at the same time, it has issues because like we mm-hmm. viewed that as like high schoolers. We were like, oh my God, that's going to be us. Or well, I was watching it before high school, but like mm-hmm. watching it, that's going to be me in high school. But those aren't how high schoolers look. And I think that's like the big, they've gotten better at it like now, but during our age, there's not going back to that. We already like have that ingrained in us during that process of life and seeing that like that's all about representation. Like importantly, like because the issues that they had weren't issues that were realistic to like teenagers, especially in this day and age. I still have not dated someone who was a vampire. You know what I'm saying? Like, bye. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, like bye. I'm searching. They're just not here. So it's kind of like, like I used to watch a lot of Degrassi mm. when I was like in like the seventh grade. Mm. That's way too young. Like I've seen other stabbed. Mm. I've seen someone get gay bashed. Mm. Get called like. A- Only time I've like heard anyone get called. A- has been by someone who else who's gay and it was a joke mm. so like i'm seeing all this shit like you were saying like i get to high school i'm like no one's pregnant mm. <laughs> um <laughs> there's no like there's no fun parties mm. there's parties but like fun is relative mm. like you know but also i'm going to like a private high school but um mm. That's why I'm like, there was pregnant people in my high school, babe. So that was, I'm like, go to a public one. There's pregnant people, yeah. So it's just different on, on experiences. It's a different scale. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's why I heard you was like, mm, you were like, that's not far. Well, <laughs> I had a different experience. But that's, a, like, that's so important. Like, my experience growing, going to a, a private high school is like, Completely different than a public school. No one's pregnant, but like motherfuckers are like doing other things, dealing with drug addiction. Yeah, that's when I got into. I did private during college, so that's when I experienced. That. I was like, oh, y'all are different. Different. Yeah. The tax bracket is different. Therefore, the the like delinquency is different. Mm-hmm. The problems are different. The, <laughs> yeah. yeah. The environment is just completely different. But um, that's why we have representation. Having public school representation, private school, have it all. Yeah. But mm. as, as far as like society and culture, mm. I think it's, I don't know. It's kind of, it's so hard. Honestly, it's so hard to just like generalize it as one thing. Like mm. it really like breaks down into different factions of mm-hmm. being. And it's kind of, a struggle mm-hmm. really to see it as a whole because it's kind of like as a whole like we live in a white still cis white male dominant society mm-hmm. there's a lot of misogyny a lot of patriarchy i seen a, a clip i don't know if you've seen this a clip about a woman getting hit in the head with a brick mm, because yeah. a man asked her for her number or yeah. some shit but I think that's just like, I don't even think that has anything to do with like white people in general. I feel like that's just like the cis male energy, like the, what I find the problem with like a lot of straight cis males in general. Yeah. Like the culture behind that and like the disconnect from like femininity and that gets into a whole different thing. But yeah, there's a lot of problems, but like as everything worth having in life and correcting, it's going to be difficult. 
Yeah. And, uh, we have to start with I having mean, a conversation. I mean, I don't think it's that far off from, like, <laughs> white male, like, um, hegemony just because, like, <laughs> I don't know what it is about being male and having to be, like, this hardened kind of character of a person with no feelings or no emotions and just like all ego driven but it happens like a lot mm -hmm. and I don't think it's I think it's so far removed from like your race or anything like that like it can it just is like ingrained in you mm -hmm. it's very much so taught even by other like women teaching men to be like that you know what I'm saying like yeah. I've been told to stop being so sensitive many times mm -hmm. Wow, I've never been told that, but that's a I, I can believe it obviously. Many based times. on society, yeah. By other black men or by just men in general women. or women? Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Stop being self sensitive. Hmm. Stop. Well, that's crying. a point in conversation because yeah, that is a thing, like especially when I see more so on TikTok about like women bashing men for like doing things that are like really feminine nowadays. Yeah. It's a like calling calling sassy. Being like, oh yeah, that is a thing now. Being like, I why forget. didn't you text me back? I miss you. This man's so sassy. What, baby girl? He's trying. How do you? But he's. Wow. Where do yeah. we go? Where do yeah. we go from it's here? Very interesting. There's always. There's, I feel like there's always gonna be an issue, but or disconnect. But yeah, this day and age, I feel like it's gotten worse. Um, but lastly, I would say, well, two things. Hmm. But would you? Like, what would be great examples, if any, that you have, like, of films or media in general that has great representation that you've seen or that you're Ooh, on right now? That is a great, great question. Yeah, put on the audience. <laughs> audience. Everyone should watch Sex Education. I think that's a great show mm -hmm. as far as diversity. We are in, we are in the UK. Mm -hmm. And, like, out. Mm -hmm. Out! Like, it looks like this. Mm -hmm. A lot of fields, mm -hmm. Which um, I love. very country, mm -hmm. English countryside. Mm -hmm. But like the discussions about your body and like sex. I mean, some of, some of it there are in high school. Some some parts of it is a little like uh, because mm -hmm. it also is like British humor. Mm -hmm. So it could be like very stale. Mm -hmm. um, and the style, <laughs> the styling can be difficult. But I think in terms of like the way like when I was watching that show especially like the first couple seasons, mm -hmm. a lot of like, just how they were like, in the script, breaking down feelings and mm -hmm. like, especially feelings about your body and like your relationship to your body and relationship to your partner. Mm -hmm. I think that's amazing work. Mm -hmm. the, ca the cast is diverse, even if it's not diverse in like, um, no, I would say it's pretty diverse, mm -hmm. even though like they can be, they could do, you could always do better, it's honestly. Worse. It's but the subject matter is diverse. Who, who gets to be what is diverse. Mm -hmm. Who gets to be the sexy romantic lead. Mm -hmm. you, you have more than just like who you usually see. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a great show. Um, I would love to work on that show mm. immediately. <laughs> <laughs> um, expeditiously. Yeah. Um, that's what I'm watching right now just because they dropped a new season. I'm kind of like- Really? They dropped a new season? Mm -hmm. Oh wow. Yep. Everyone should watch Losing Ground by Kathleen Collins. Mm, Kathleen Collins, Losing Ground. Watch it. I don't want, no, I didn't know what he said. Like, <laughs> that movie was amazing. Mm. I found that movie, I think, like, by accident. Mm. I don't know. Um, 
And then I'm trying to think of another show. I still want to. I'm. You're gonna have to watch Wheel of Time. I want to hear your feedback. Wheel of on Time. That. Yeah, um, I'll check it out mm-hmm. because I'm not. I, I'm not really watching anything. I mean, that's why I'm struggling. I'm not really watching anything that's new right now. Mm. I'm watching a lot of like, like I was watching like Sex in the City. Oh, okay, yeah. Cause I like, I like the character. I like the character of Carrie. I don't like Carrie's decision. Have you seen it? Yeah. It'd be so hard watching white women exist in New York. Yeah. Especially because they're always on the upper, like, west side. Mm-hmm. Or, like, lower east side. Like, they never leave that sector mm-hmm. <laughs> of the city. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm just, like, re-watching Insecure. Yeah. Like, like, crack. I love Insecure. <laughs> um, I think a show that is really good, that could probably be better in diversity, though, is The Other Two on HBO Max, though. It's a really funny comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very absurdist. They tackle a lot of, like, issues, though, and, like, especially, like, the white gay community tackles, they, like, rip that shit to to shreds. And just, like, it's very interesting. It's a very interesting take on, like, celebrity and having celebrity. Because, honestly, in my opinion, sorry, not to, like, push this further, but celebrity is something you obtain. I think... That's something, going back to our society and culture, that I would like to see change is, mm-hmm. like, not seeing people who have celebrity as just celebrities. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like de- demystifying that will allow us to stop putting them on this fucking pedestal mm-hmm. and making them the hallmark of humanity. Mm-hmm. It's like, why? Yeah, celebrity culture is very interesting to me. I've always talked about it. I've talked about it on TikTok, um, as was like, yeah, I talked about it throughout even the podcast. Well, I haven't really dived into it really on the podcast, but I would love to dive into that more. But but do you have anything like, what's your socials? How do we keep in contact with you? Any promotions? What's happening? Yeah, sure. Uh, you can follow me at don.net on Instagram. I'm not giving out my Twitter. Um, Follow me, stay tuned to uh, see the photo story I'm developing and the short film that will soon be coming out. I'm always dropping content. I'm always dropping new photos and videos I'm working on. I just got a new client, so I'll have some new images that I'm excited to debut. And yeah, I don't know. Just, yeah, that's the worst. Involving. I love that. And donate to Black Image Center. Donate to Black Image that Center. Part. Oh, I love a good shout out. Well, as always, y'all, y'all know y'all can find me on Instagram, on TikTok, and YouTube, because at the time of this episode, we I have a YouTube now, apparently. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> apparently. So yeah, y'all can catch me on YouTube and all things good. Um, just completely still working on it, as if you've been here since the beginning, you've seen the progress, and we're doing our thing. But as always, y'all... Stay purposely you. Bye. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's so nice.